Ketubot The last thing we we're discussing was a woman selling assets that felt her, whether it was before engagement, after engagement, before the wedding, after the wedding, what each rabbi holds. We said that Rabban Shimon holds that there's a difference between assets that the husband knew about, that he expected to, to fall to her, and things that came out of the blue. So if she sold things that uh, he knew was coming to him, so he expected that that was the reason he wrote the Ketubah, he was expecting that, then her sale's not a sale. But if something came out of the blue and she sold it, that, then that sale's a sale. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Chet Amudibet, three lines from the bottom where the two dots are. And the Gemara says a story, there was this almana. She was getting remarried. She wanted to make sure that the new husband doesn't touch any of these assets. So she wrote these assets to her daughter. So this way, the guy doesn't touch it. In Seba, she got married. And she got divorced. So now, the mother came in front of Rahman. She wants her assets back. The daughter pulled out that document. Look, it was a gift to me. Rav Nachman ripped up that document. Rav Nachman went to Morokva, and Amadani told him, Look at Mor Nachman. He didn't call him Rav Nachman. He's like a farmer. The guy doesn't know halachot. How's he ripping up people's documents? Tell me, my loved one. What exactly happened over there? So Amar Leh, Rav Anan told Morokva, Achi v'Hachiava. This exactly was the case. So Amar Leh, so Morokva told Rav Anan, Shetar Mavrahat Kamat. You're talking about a shtar, a document of someone trying to hide money. Hachi Amar Bichani Lai Baridi Amar Shemuel Morei Horaa Ani. I have semicha from Resh Galuta. I'm allowed to give these halachot halacha ma'asen. Some say he has a fear of halacha of being posek halacha. Either way, I have the Kabbalah I have in my hands. That if a document of someone trying to hide money, they wrote a gift to someone else before marriage, that type of thing. If that comes to your hand, rip it. Because that's not a real gift. And Amr the Rabbah the Rav Nachman, Rabbah told Rav Nachman, why did you rip this uh, document? Tama mai, why did you rip this? You want to say, because no one uh, leaves nothing to himself and gives everything to someone else? Maybe that's the other people. People do that. Rav Nachman explained, even so, when it comes to her daughter, she would rather her get all the money than her daughter. And it's pretty obvious that it wasn't a real gift. But the Gemara has a problem with Shemuel. Metive, the Braita says, If a woman wants to hide her assets from her husband, what should she do? She should write a document that she's giving other people a gift. And in this Shtar Pasim, she should notify that this is only to hide money from my husband, and she convinces the guy to take it, and that's the very Rabban Shimon and Gamliel. The Hachamim Omrim, whenever someone's holding that type of document, Rasam is Sahikba, he could joke on her, he could laugh about it, and just take everything. She has to write in that Shtar Pasim that you get the gift from today when I want. Meaning, if she wants in 20 years down the line, he'll get it 20 years ago, back when this document was written up. 
So this way, if the husband finds out about it and this guy wants to take it, she could say, I didn't want, I did want. She, could, she, she has a little bit of power to work with. So the Gemara says, It sounds like only because she wrote this in the Shtar. But if she didn't write, when I decided to give it to you, it's yours from now. If she didn't write all that, it sounds like the Lokeh has gone it right now. It's 100% Matana Gemura. And that's a problem, according to Shmuel. He holds that Ishtar Mavrachat is nothing. He holds this this Ishtar that the China had money is nothing. So the Gemara explains, if she writes everything, she doesn't even leave herself a little bit, okay, then you know it was one big joke. But if she left her a little bit, then you could say it's a real star. So now the Gemara asks again, okay, according to Shmuel, that a woman who wrote her entire assets to the man, it's worthless. If that's the case, but if the lokeh never did a kinyan, he never acquired it, because the star is not a star, let the husband now acquire it. Now the guy, remember, he got married. Now he gets everything his wife his wife has. Amar Abaye, Asaum kin chasim she'en yedurim labal. Hachamim made them under that category. Hachamim all these assets are like under the category of things that the husband didn't know about and he wasn't expecting it when he wrote the ketubah. Be'aliba the Rabbi Shimon. He goes like Rabbi Shimon Amishnah who holds that uh, things that the husband didn't know about or he wouldn't have known about, he is not zochendam. Next Mishnah. Naflula kesafim. Let's say this woman, instead of getting land, instead of getting trees, she got cash. So now her father died, cash came to her as inheritance. We buy land with that money. And the husband will eat fruits of that land. Because that money, it will count it as like the principle of Nixemilog, which is like land, and he can't touch that. He doesn't own the actual land, he could only get whatever she made. Now, if she got a gift or an inheritance that are fruit, so let's say she got a thousand apples as an inheritance, sell it and buy land which belongs to the woman, and he could eat the fruits of that land. Now, if uh, fruits that are still connected to the trees, so let's say she gets inheritance, this piece of land, and on this piece of land is trees with fruits on it. We look at that land, we assess it. What's it worth with the fruits? What's it worth without the fruits? And the difference, what do you do with that difference? You buy land, and you'll eat the fruits. Anything that is connected to the trees is his. They have a deen of fruits of the karaka, and he gets it. It's his. Anything that Lushim Lakaka, anything that is not connected to the ground, it's already uh, cut off, that's Shela. It's part of the principle. She sells it, she buys more land. Buy land, he eats the fruit. Rabban Shimon Omer, Makom Biknisata, in a place where he made the husband's power stronger when she entered, he became weak when she left. Makom Biknisata, a place where he became weak when she entered, it, it, we strengthened him when she left. Ketzar, what are we talking about? Perotam Hobarim Lakarka, fruits that are still connected to the ground, Bechnisata, when she enters, Shelot's his, Ubitsiata, when she leaves, it's Shelot's hers. He became weak. Batelushim Minakarka, 
things that are not connected to the ground, bichnisata, when she enters, it's shela. However, ubitziata, when she leaves, it's shela, it's his. And the Gemara starts, we're talking about uh, if money uh, fell to her inheritance. So let's say, pshita ar'aubate, he wants to buy land, he wants to make money, he wants to develop it, she wants to, to buy a house. Well, we listen to him, ar'a. We buy land because you can plant it, you can make money on it. That makes more sense. Bate vidikle, if it's a house or palm trees, you you buy bate because you make more money than uh, than the day trees. Dikle ilane, if you have day trees and regular trees, dikle you buy day trees because they're stronger, they last longer than the regular trees. Ilane vegufne, if you have regular trees or uh, a vine, you want to make uh, grapes. Ilane, you pick trees because they're stronger, and the vines are usually, the, the grape vines are very weak, and they dry up, and they don't last as long. Here's the question. Iba zerata, forest of hawthorns, upera de cavre, and fish in a, in a, in a, in a pond. Amela pera, veamela kana. Some hold these fish, these hawthorns, are considered fruits, and they belong to the husband. And some say it's like the principle, it's like the land itself, and it belongs to the woman, and they would sell everything and buy land with it. And the Gemara says, according to this, the bottom line is, you have to say that that anything that the trunk uh, revives, like uh, fruit, uh, fruit trees, that when you cut the fruits and uh, new fruits uh, grow, then it's considered pera, it's considered fruits, because you'll get more. But if after you cut it, you won't have new things over there, you won't have new fruits, then it's uh, karna. It's like the, the actual land. And then it belongs to the woman. So what do you do? You sell it, then you buy actual real land. And Amar Bizera, Amar Bioshaya, Amar Bianai, and Vyamelan, some say what as follows Amar Abba, Amar Bioshaya, Amar Bianai. If someone, if a woman has a, got, got an animal as an inheritance, that animal has a child, someone steals that child, and he has to pay kefel. He has to pay double. He has to pay the double to the woman. Why? Because that belongs to the woman. It's like the principle, not the fruits. Who's that like? It's not like the Rabbanan, not like Hananya, the following Brayta. The child of an animal that was born to a marriage belongs to the husband because they're considered like fruits. But the child of a maidservant that she brought into a marriage it goes to the woman. They made that child of the maidservant It's like the child of an animal that was born into the marriage Meaning both of them belong to the husband So you have a problem Who is Rabbi and I like? So the Gemara explains You could even say Rabbi and I is like everyone Why? Hachamim said the perot go to the husband but the fruits of the fruits, Hachamim did not say go to the husband. Maybe it still stays to the wife. Meaning, let's say he gets the animals. But if uh, the animal gets stolen and he gets double, that goes to the woman. So now, I understand according to Hananiah who said everything goes to the husband. 
we are not worried that maybe the animal or the maidservant will die while the woman is still alive. And that's why the child is considered like fruits and therefore goes to the husband. According to Rabbanan, who differentiate between a shifha and a behema, the child of each, if they're worried that the animal or the, the, the maidservant will die while the woman is alive, then even the child of the animal should not go to the husband because we're worried maybe the animal will die and that's the keren, meaning that child is now the, the principal. It's the main thing. It used to be the mother, the mother died. Now whatever is left of that original estate is that child. And if they're not worried about the animal dying while the, the woman's alive, then then even the child of the uh, of the maidservant should go to the husband. And why are they saying that it belongs to the woman? So the Gemara explains that Olam Haishalamita. No, the rabbis are worried that maybe the animal will die while the woman's alive, and that and that child of that maidservant will be the will be what's left of the principal. Veshani behema. There's a difference between an animal and a maidservant because the ika ora, because you still have even if the animal dies, you still have the hide. You still have the skin. And therefore, the principle is never really truly gone. You still have something left. And therefore, the principle is the behemah or the hide even. And the perot is the, anim- uh, the animal's children. And Amar Huna Shemuel Halakha Kehananya, that the child of the shifha, the child of the animal, is belongs to the husband. And Amar Abba, Amar of the Haman, Afagav, Damar Shemuel Halakha Kehananya, even though Shemuel said the Halakha is like Hananya, that everything belongs to the husband, still, Modi Hananya. Hananya admits that she gets divorced the woman has the option of giving her husband the money for those children of the shifha because it's the the slave is considered the betterment it's considered the praise of her family's house her father's house meaning we own this many slaves. So she always has the option to say, here's the money, and I have the, the actual slaves. And Amar Amar Nahman, if the women brought into the marriage goat for milk, or a sheep for the shearings, or a chicken for the, for the eggs, or a date tree for the fruits, and men can eat and eat until there's nothing left of the principle, meaning until the animal dies, until the tree dries up. And the reason is because the in the, in these cases, the principle never really finishes. The animal, there's always the hide with the tree. You could always use the, the, the wood for firewood. It, there's always something left. And Amar of Nahman, Ayla le gelima, if a woman brought in, let's say, suits to, to a marriage, that's perahave, it's considered fruits, and therefore, mikasebe ve'azil adechalia, he's allowed to wear it until it gets worn out. Keman, who's that like? Kihai tana adetanet, like the following tana who taught hamelah, if a woman got a piece of land right by the uh, the beach, and there's a lot of salt over there, Hall, or she got an area where there's a lot of sand that people used to make bricks. The salt and the, the, the sand is considered fruits and the husband owns them. 
because it's the land is never gone. The beach is never gone. He could do whatever he wants with the salt. The salt is just an extra. Pir shell gofrit. If he has a hole where people get sulfur out of it, or mahporet shell tzarif, or another a hole in the ground where people get die out of. Rabbi Meir Omer Keren. It's considered the principle, and therefore it belongs to the woman. Vachamim Omrim Perot. It's considered fruits, and it goes to the husband. And their reason is obviously because the principle never really finishes because that land, that property, always stays by the woman. And Rav Nachman holds like Rabbanan. And that's the reason that if a woman brought in suits, he's allowed to wear it until it gets ruined because even if uh, that suit is worn out, you could still use uh, whatever is left of the, the worn out clothing. Rabbi Shimon Omer Makom Rabbi Shimon gave us a rule. Wherever he was wherever the husband's power was strengthened at the, at the beginning of the marriage, he was weakened at, uh, at the end. And whenever he's weak in the beginning, he's uh, he's strong at the end. And the Gemara asks, Rabbi Shimon Hainu Tanakama. Didn't Rabbi Shimon say the same thing as Tanakama? That fruits that are still connected to the ground belong to the husband. So then what are they arguing about? So Amarava the mahloka between them is in regards to the fruits that are still connected to the ground when she gets divorced. That according to Rabbi Shimon, the fruit belong to the woman, and according to Hachamim, they belong to the man. Why? Because anything that grew, grew in his reshut. Next Mishnah. Let's say as inheritance... She got uh, slaves, maid servants that are old and don't do much work. Yimachru, they could be sold. The husband could uh, sell them. Vilakahmehen krakani could buy land. Vehu ochel perot, and he could eat the fruits of that land. Rabban Shimon Megamliel Omer Lotim Kor. She could veto. She could say I don't want to because these slaves are the praise of her family, they could say, we own this many slaves. It's better than saying, we own this much land. Again, if she got uh, old olive and grape trees, that there's not too much fruits coming out of them. They get sold. And you could buy new land, and he eats the fruits. No, she doesn't have to sell him. Why? Because that's the praise of her family. She could say, hey, we own this many olive trees and this many grapevines. So not necessarily he could force her to sell. And the Gemara starts. Amav kana marav machloket of Tanakama and Yehuda with the olive trees and the, the, the old uh, grapevines. That's Tafka when shenaflu b'sadeshela. If the, these trees fell in her land because... Once they fell, they became part of her land, and therefore the land is never gone. The property is always there. That's where Rebuda said she could veto and she doesn't have to sell. But if it's a land that's not hers, she just owns the trees. According to everyone, she could sell. Meaning the husband can force her to sell and she can't stop it. Because the principle is going... And uh, that's it. That's all that's left is this tree. So he could do whatever he wants with it, sell it, and and get land out of it. And then he could eat the fruits. So now, the Gemara has a question. The, the old slaves and maidservants. It's like land that's not hers. When the, when those uh, slaves die, she's going to lose the, the principle. 
Again, you still see a machloket between Tanakama and Rabban Shimon Megamliel. So the Gemara explains, rather, if we're going to say, if Rav said something, this is what he said. It's a field that's not hers. And therefore, Rabbanan holds, since it's not hers, then she can't stop him from selling it. There's no Shevach Betavia, there's no praise for her family since the principal is going. But if it's her field, even according to Rabbanan, everyone will agree that she doesn't have to sell it. Because this land is the praise of her family and she could veto any sale that the husband wants to compel her to do. Next, Mishnah. A person spent money to fix up his wife's land. She brought in this land into the marriage. He fixed it up. Now they're getting divorced. Whether he spent a lot of money, only ate a little bit. He spent very little and he ate a lot. Whatever he spent, he spent. Whatever he ate, he ate. Too bad. That's it. Ends right there. He cannot have a claim. She cannot have a claim. That's it. It ends right there. If he spent money and he didn't get to eat anything, meaning he didn't make any money off of this, he can he swears how much money he put into this and he takes that money from the woman. And the Gemara starts. We said if he only ate a little bit or he spent a little bit. So how much is that little bit? So Amar Biasi Afilu Gerogeretahat, even if it's one fig size, the Hushahala Derek Kabot, as long as he ate it in an honorable, respectable manner, meaning he brought it home, he sat on a Shulchan Shabbat, he ate it Bechavod. Nah, he didn't pick it and eat it in Rashut Arabim, he didn't steal it, he ate it Bechavod. And Amar Bi Aba Amre Berav, they said in the Yeshiva of Rav, Afilu Shigrad Tamre. Even if he ate uh, dates that are still stuck together and they don't have the size of a fig over there, still it's considered as you ate a little bit and therefore she doesn't have to pay him back. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.